Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Where your story is set is not an arbitrary decision. You want to make use of it and mine your story's place for what it can reveal about your character and how it can amplify the meaning and the theme of your story. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach. And each week, we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. I often urge writers to give me a sense of place. They usually have a vivid world in their head. Maybe the winters are harsh or the characters are exploring a new planet, but they don't always bring that sense of place into their scenes. They don't weave it into the narrative. Sometimes Writers will front load description of place in their opening pages, thinking that that will just sustain the rest of the story. But you want to think of place as another character. Now, by place, I don't just mean location. I mean time period, weather, geography, historical setting, emotion, mood, and tone. Place is not just ornamentation. For example, if you are describing a character's house, no need to tell us that the bathroom is tiny or that the photo Mark pauses in front of in the hallway is four by eight. No reason to describe the bitter cold street your character walks on unless it gives us essential information about her. Everything you describe should serve your story on multiple levels. And just as plot isn't separate from character, neither is place. Place is character. Even when your character is off stage, how the narrator describes the place he or she is in is going to reveal something essential. Place defines us. It impacts not just our physical reality, it also creates who we are. It can impose limitations or challenges. There's culture and dialect. It can create different moods and emotions. So 
Think of place as another character or an extension of your character. Place simultaneously defines and reveals us and in many ways creates us. There's a feedback loop. There are deeply ingrained cultural and gender or societal expectations. There are political ramifications. So in today's episode, we're going to explore place in your story. Now, why is this important? Well, obviously, because it helps readers visualize your story and inhabit the world of your story. It makes your story more tactile for the reader, and it gives context for what's happening. It can also be an antagonistic force in itself, so it can amplify the story's central conflict and theme. It can also create mood, emotion, and tone, and it can reveal your character. So let's dive in. You probably have a very clear sense of where your story takes place. It may be a real place. It may be a place you once lived or maybe still live. It may be a totally invented place. I once worked with a writer whose novel took place on a fictional planet called Erotopia. It had its own social rules, its own hierarchy. It had its own moral code and philosophy. It had its own climate, landscape, weather, etc. Harry Potter is set in a magical and fictional version of Great Britain. Revolutionary Road is set in suburban Connecticut. Cheryl Strayed's memoir, Wild, takes place on the Pacific Crest Trail. She begins her journey in the Mojave Desert, and she hikes through California and Oregon all the way to Washington. Now, think about this. What would Breaking Bad be if it hadn't been located in the Arizona desert? How would The Sopranos be different if it were set in any other location other than New Jersey? So where your story is set is not an arbitrary decision. You want to make use of it and mine your story's place for what it can reveal about your character and how it can amplify the meaning and the theme of your story. Often just by exploring where your story takes place, you can learn some essential things about your character. So here are five questions to brainstorm on. Number one, the obvious question, where does your story take place? Now, this could be as simple as it takes place in a neighborhood in Astoria, Queens. You just want to brainstorm as many physical, sensory details as you can, even if it's a totally fictional place. You want to reach for sights, smells, sounds, objects, stores, food, culture, etc. What's the climate? What's the landscape? Now, it's not so much that you need to get all these details into your story, but they do help you bring more physicality and authority to the story. And more importantly, they can give you powerful insight into who your characters are. 
So where does your story take place? Number two, when does your story take place? In what time period? Anna Karenina takes place in 1874 in imperial aristocratic Russia. Now, Anna is married to a prominent count, but it's a cold marriage. So she falls in love with Vronsky and eventually leaves her husband to be with him. Now, if this story had been set in modern times, it would be a totally different story. She'd be facing different obstacles, different challenges. She wouldn't face the possibility of losing custody of her son for leaving her husband, and she wouldn't be ostracized by other women. She'd probably be admired by other women. Revolutionary Road takes place in 1950s suburbia. This creates the internal struggle. This is what creates the unrest of Frank and April Wheeler. They're trapped in the roles that society has carved out for them. They've bought into these roles. They bought into the American dream. So the American dream started out as this worthwhile marker of success, but then it became a trap from which they desperately wanted to escape. So when does your story take place? Number three, what major historical events surround your story? Now, many novels revolve around one devastating or impactful historical event. It could be the pandemic. It could be a war. In Sophie's Choice, it's the Holocaust. Kurt Vonnegut's Slaughterhouse-Five takes place in Germany and Luxembourg during World War II and New York during the post-war period. Now, historical events don't necessarily have to be the focal point of your story. For example, Peter Cameron's young adult coming-of-age novel, Someday This Pain Will Be Useful to You, is about 18-year-old James, who's just graduated from high school in New York City, and who's struggling with his past and not very excited about his future, even though he's set to go to a great college. He's in psychotherapy, and through a series of flashbacks, we gradually learn about the recent panic attack that landed him there. But it isn't until much later in the novel that we learn the source of his anxiety. James saw at close range the planes crash into the Twin Towers on 9-11. Now, 9-11 does not figure prominently in the novel, but it does bear pressure on the character. It informs his response to everything that's happening around him. He hasn't processed the trauma of 9-11 yet, and so it's not revealed until he's able to process it. Now, historical events don't have to be the center of your story, but give this some thought so that you can better understand your character's response to the world and maybe even what's happening on the plot level. It's integral to your character. 
Now, if your story's in the fantasy genre, you can still invent and explore historical events. Just make them up. Number four, what's the political climate? Now, just like we have no control over historical events like 9-11, the pandemic, mass shootings, etc., just like we can't control the weather, we don't have much control over how politics affect our countries as a whole. The political climate is the mood and opinions of the masses at a particular time. It's generally when the aggregate mood and opinion is changing or unstable. George Orwell's 1984 is an imagined future where the world is dominated by three totalitarian superpowers. Anne Rand's Atlas Shrugged is about the capitalism system of economic freedom. Now, Rand grew up in communist Soviet Union, and Atlas Shrugged is diametrically opposed to how she grew up. Now, your story may have nothing to do with politics or have any political message, but it's still worthwhile to give this some thought and to do some research to get a sense of the collective dynamic in your story's world. Remember, we're creating a multi-dimensional world, so exploring all facets of your story's place is a worthwhile exercise. Now, if you're creating a fictional place, you still want to do these exercises. Number five. What's the social climate? What are the social expectations in your story's world? What's considered acceptable? What's considered unacceptable? What roles might your characters feel trapped in? What are they up against? In Revolutionary Road, men are expected to go to work and support their families. And women are expected to stay home, take care of the kids, and tend to the cooking and housework. In Someday This Pain Will Be Useful to You, James is articulate, he's smart, he's sophisticated, he's living in Manhattan, he's just graduated high school, and he's expected to go to college. But He rejects all the assumptions the adults around him are making, including the expectation that he'll go to Brown University in the fall. He'd prefer to move to an old house in a small Midwest town. So think about the ways that societal expectations are causing some friction for your character. Okay, let's talk about research. If you can, it's always a great idea to visit the place your story is set in and take notes. Get the details. You want to capture the odd surprising details, the sense impressions, the smells, the sights. I moved around a lot as a kid and even as an adult. I've lived in a variety of neighborhoods and apartments and houses, etc. So sometimes I drive past old neighborhoods where 
I lived as a kid or I lived years ago, and I get flooded with sense impressions and memories. One of my first short stories took place at Juilliard in New York City. Now, this is where the cream of the crop go to study drama, dance, and music. I had never been there before, but I knew friends that had. So I arranged a tour of the school just to get a feel for the atmosphere and the sounds and the energy because I couldn't write about it authentically until I had actually been there. Now, I would do this on the regular, wherever you are. Soak up the details. If you're in a coffee shop, if you're on the subway, take notes. What kind of people are there? What do they wear? What are the smells, the sounds, the conversations? Take it all in. But if it's not feasible to physically go there, just do some research. Even if you're reconstructing a childhood home or a certain era, there are probably a lot of details you've forgotten. But now we have Google. So if I'm writing a story set in the 70s, let's say, in Queens, New York, I'm just going to hop on Google and search for some details. What songs were playing on the top 40 in 1975? What was I listening to? What were some of the foods we ate? How did we decorate our homes? So if I'm writing about my childhood home, I'll include the Erte paintings and the beige sofas with geometric patterns and the mirrored walls and the waterbeds and the deep shag rugs. But what if your story takes place on another planet or in some fantastical world? Well, here's where you get to create a world out of whole cloth. Just immerse yourself in that world. You still want to get clear on what it looks like and what it feels like and what the social rules are, the physical environment, the terrain, the atmosphere, the climate. Bring as many relevant details to bear on this place. It doesn't mean you use all of it, but just brainstorm. Another thing, you don't want to lump description of place in one chunk of narrative. You want to weave it into the action. If the winters are cold and harsh and your characters are trying to survive or journey to a place that spares them, make sure you're reminding us of where they are in place and time. Okay, so let's recap. To explore your story's place, to make it multidimensional and vivid and real to the reader. Number one. Where does your story take place? Number two, when does it take place? What's the time period? Number three, what major historical events might be impacting your character? Number four, what's the political climate? And number five, what are the social expectations? Now, these are all generative questions, so just brainstorm, have fun, open up a Google Doc or write in your journal, just brainstorm and have fun. 
I think you'll be surprised with how vivid your story can become when you start to explore all the different facets of place and how much insight you'll get about your character. Remember, place is character. So there you have it. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And if you know any writers who need some support in their writing, please share this episode or the Writer Unleashed podcast in general. And if you love what you're listening to, subscribe on your favorite listening platform and please leave me a review. Reading how this podcast impacts your writing truly lights me up and helps me create topics for the show. Till next time, keep writing and I'll talk to you soon. 